Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to the first episode of Don't Call Me Girl Boss. I am your host, Jessica Buck, and I am the owner of Sunless Ray, which is an organic spray tan company. Uh, I own a location in Brea, California, and I'm currently doing mobile spray tans in Austin, Texas. Most recently during COVID, um, I pivoted as much businesses have done right now and came out with my own self-tanning mousse. Um, That's been going great. I just recently got on Amazon, so just dealing with being basically a fulfillment center at my home right now. I'm just kind of going to dive into this episode. I'm just going to be going to going over my timeline, how I started, uh, why I started, where I am now, just kind of the details of my business owner journey and how I have a location in Brea and do mobile spray tans in Austin now. It's still so weird to say out loud, but um, yeah, so finished high school, 18. Uh, My parents were getting divorced. It was kind of a nightmare. Didn't know what I wanted to do, who I was, you know, just the normal 18-year-old thing. I went into cosmetology school. I've always had an interest in cosmetology and beauty. I wanted to be a hairdresser. Part of me, I think, still wants to be. It just seems so fun. And I've always like, okay, well, I have a clientele. I can do other services. Just go get licensed. I mean, that's a thought that I've had. Now having my son, I don't know how practical that is, going to school and then working when I get home. I don't know. It's something I need to think about. But yeah, so I dropped out of cosmetology school. That was probably one of my biggest regrets in my whole business journey because if I would have had it, it just would have been, it would have made sense. But I was a mess then. I was drinking a lot. I just was partying really. I didn't know what I wanted, who I was or anything like that. I got into other jobs. I worked at Subway, Piercing Bagoda, Yoshinoya, uh, just random jobs, just trying to make some money. I think I was still living at home at this time. So this was just like money to pay my car payment and car insurance. I think I was paying at the time. Uh, so I did that for a while. I was like assistant manager at Subway. That was fun. I'm still in contact with one of my coworkers actually. Uh, but yeah, she was awesome. It was a great experience. It just obviously wasn't something that I wanted to do. I needed to make more money. So I moved out, I'm not even sure when, everything's like, when looking back on the past, it's so blurry, I don't know why, I just have like no memory retention, but uh, I got a part-time job, or sorry, a full-time job in SEO. SEO is search engine optimization, basically it's putting businesses on the front page of Google, Yahoo, and Bing. Oh my gosh, I used to be on the phone like a telemarketer type person and just saying that line again brought me back to that exact like moments where I would be talking to a client on the other phone. Wow, I haven't said those things in so long, but yeah, so I did that and I really learned a lot about putting a business online, owning a business, you know, our whole clientele was talking to business owners and I would talk to these people and You know, they weren't like super intelligent people. They didn't know how to put themselves on Google. It was very simple, but, you know, it kind of gave me the confidence to be like, okay, if this guy, this woman on the phone can do it, I can definitely fucking do it. Uh, I also was managed by people in that company who were not very intelligent either, weren't good people. I don't even know how they owned a business, but 
you know, I was around all these people and I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are doing this. They have what I want, which is, you know, financial freedom and my own time, my own schedule. Like, why aren't I doing this? So I had that in the back of my mind, kind of the whole time working there. And I worked my way up in another company. So I worked at two SEO companies and I moved to a different one and I became uh, the retention manager there. So I had like a team under me. I worked my way up. I was super young, like 22, 23. I was a total asshole. Didn't get along with the other managers. Thought I was smarter than everyone. Just wasn't a very good experience on my end. Uh, the owner of the company was super awesome. He was one of the first people in my life to like really believe in me and push me and, you know, hey, you can be something if you really want to. So that gave me a lot of confidence and I had, you know, a success in being a manager and getting numbers and hitting uh, benchmarks that they wanted me to hit. So it kind of gave me something to want to work for and, hey, you're doing good because I wasn't getting that from my parents at all. I wasn't getting that from a relationship. I wasn't getting that from a friendship. So that was a lot of my validation then was, you know, just being there and them telling me I was doing good because I was still really lost around this time. I was still drinking a lot. I wasn't happy with who I was. I remember when I was working here, I actually had gotten a DUI and so I didn't have a license. So I moved to Costa Mesa with my friend and I would ride my bike eight miles to work because I didn't have a car and I hated taking the bus. I got like so car sick and it took freaking forever. So I would ride my bike and then I would ride eight miles home and then I would get drunk. It was just, I don't even know how I was doing it, why I was doing it. I was just so lost and so just unsure of who I wanted to be or what my goals were or just anything really. It was just a really weird time in my life. And I look back and I just wish I can give that girl a hug and tell her it's going to be okay because I just remember it being in such a dark place. Um, On top of that, after working there a few years, I ended up needing a part-time job. Me and my boyfriend, actually the guy I'm with now to this day. So we broke up and we were living together at one point in an apartment together. This wasn't in Costa Mesa, but this was a different apartment. And we broke up, and so I kept the apartment. And so I needed a part-time job to work at night just to kind of pay for the apartment and have more money. And I saw an ad on Craigslist, and it was a tanning salon. I was like, that's super fun. I love a good tan. I'm so freaking pale. That would be fun. So this is my first entry into the sunless industry. I hadn't gotten a spray tan since, like, prom. And I was orange as shit. It was, like... (laughs) my junior year of high school and just I went to like the Versa or whatever and that was like literally my experience with sunless tanning so when I got to this tanning salon uh they taught me how to spray tan I don't spray tan exactly how they taught me but I learned all the basics I learned um how kind of like the system worked you know how much money they were making how much money they were charging they did uh the tanning beds and the Versas and all of that too. I wasn't into all that, but um, I did the custom airbrushes and that was great. I worked there for a short amount of time because it just didn't make sense. I was driving from like Costa Mesa to Laguna Niguel like 30 minutes after work. I was getting paid 10 bucks an hour. It was just shit. 
it just wasn't working and for my time and I think my sister ended up having to move in with me or something so she had to help me out with rent anyway so the money thing wasn't an issue after that but I still wanted to tan I was like hey I can do like this mobily and I can start like a little side hustle and just kind of see where it goes so I bought all my stuff to do mobile spray tans and I started spray tanning like a few friends out of my apartment in Fullerton and I didn't really take it super serious. I think I might have created my Instagram account and was just kind of like rolling with it. And if I sprayed a, fr- sprayed a friend, I sprayed a friend, whatever. And I kind of just did it on the side because I still had my full-time job. Well, uh, fast forward like probably a year or so, I got fired from my full-time job. And that was devastating. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't think I'd ever be fired. I was blindsided. It wasn't like I did anything wrong. It was just kind of like, hey, you're fired. And then the company ended up going under a few months later. So I think it was more of like a transition. I have no freaking clue. But yeah, I was devastated. That was like a very super dark time in my life. Drinking a lot, just super sad. Didn't know what I was going to do. Like that was my identity. And that was my security. (laughs) Like what was I going to do? Go get another job and the same industry like everyone knew everyone in that industry I just I don't know it was just it just sucked um so I was pretty sad for about a month or two I got on unemployment and then I was like okay I need to get my shit together like what am I gonna do I was like okay well I have a little bit of a cushion you know I have some savings so let's just try this mobile thing and see what happens so I went on Groupon And I created like a $25 Groupon for a spray tanning and it blew up. I was doing so many mobile spray tans. Mind you, Groupon takes 50%. So I was making like $10. And some of these people didn't even tip. I was driving from Fullerton all the way to uh, Laguna Niguel. It's just another example. Like an hour, 45 minute drives just to make 10 bucks. And so I started doing that and it just kind of evolved and I would get referrals and stuff like that. I got another job working full time and just spray tanned at night. So I would work from a nine to five. I stayed in like the marketing industry. I worked for like a friend's company. Then I did like social media stuff. So I got into like doing social media marketing for businesses and stuff like just like random stuff like that. But I worked full time for a long time and then I would spray at night from 6 to like 11 o'clock at night, every night. I was exhausted, um, but I kept doing it. And so I did this for a couple years. It must have been like two or three years I was doing this. I did it for a long time. And then my mom, so my mom is a whole nother subject on itself, but my mom comes and goes in my life. And this is the time that she came into my life. She was breaking up with her boyfriend. She needed somewhere to live, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, and she needed a job. And I was like, well, actually, like, I need help spray tanning. Do you want to help me? She said, yeah, I need a job. And spray tanning sounds super great. So I trained her how to spray tan. And she was helping me doing mobiles during the day because I can only spray at night because I was still working my full-time job. We did this for a little bit, and then she's like, you know, this mobile thing's 
freaking hard and I'm driving all over the place. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's a pain in the ass. And she's like, well, why don't we get like set up like a little spot in our garage? We lived in a condo, her and me and my sister together at the time. I was like, yeah, let's do it. So she is super creative and really good at setting up a space and making spaces cute. That's like her forte. So she made this super cute area in our garage and we started spray tanning out of our garage. And that was awesome. That's like where I still spray. I still have my clientele as some of those clients that were in that garage. So shout out to you. Thank you for following my journey. But we did that for a little bit until our the HOA at our condo got mad at us. And we're like, knew we were running a business. You're not supposed to run a business in your home in California. It's illegal. But, you know, like what are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do when you're first starting out? I didn't have a budget to go get a space. So we did that until we got in trouble because I kept seeing like the cars and all like the traffic and stuff. So we stopped doing that. And we had a friend who did facials out of her house in Fullerton. And she had like this like back garage. And we're like, you know, hey, we can market each other, work together. Can we rent out your garage? So we did that. We rented out her garage, made it all cute. That was going great. And then again, neighbors started complaining, too many cars. It was just traffic because spray tanning is such a fast service that, you know, that in an hour there's four cars because we do an appointment every 15 minutes. So you can't, it's not like two hours in between. So it's really easy to notice that someone's having a lot of traffic or running a business. They probably thought we were selling drugs or something. Who knows? So that didn't work out. So then we were, my I got back with my boyfriend, I think. This is the boyfriend that I'm still with right now, who I had my kid with. But um, I think we were back together because his sister was look is a real estate agent and was like, hey, like, look at this cool space. This is, like, such a cute spot for a salon. And it was, like, affordable. And I was like, well, let's just go for it. So me and my mom went in as business partners getting the studio. That's what we called it. So we were partners in the studio, not in Sunless Ray. She worked for me in Sunless Ray. Uh, we decided that we wanted to rent out like part, parts of the salon. It was a smaller salon, but still like, able to have room to kind of offset our rent and make it kind of like, you know, we all work together and promote each other's businesses. So that's what we did. So we had Lauren. She was a hair. She did hair. She was awesome. We had Becca in the beginning. She did like brows and Brazilians. And then we had, uh, God, I forgot her name. Why do I forget her name? A girl that did lashes. And so we had that team. Rebecca ended up not working out. Her and my mom didn't get along very well. I don't even know what happened with that. But for some reason, she said she just wasn't happy. So she left. And then we got another girl who did facials and stuff. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on people's names. But, yeah, so we had, like, the studio set up was super cute and that was going great for about a year we was spray tanned out of there it was so fun I was still working full-time yeah I was still working full-time until probably six months into the studio and then I was like why am I doing this like I could be affording my life without working full-time so I cut back and I went full-time into Sunless Ray at this point and my mom was as well and we split the spray tans 50-50. And we kind of had some issues. My mom would think that she was owner of Sunless Ray because she helped me, but really she wasn't. 
So there was a little bit going on with that then. I'll, I'm bringing that up because it's going to mean something later. But uh, so we signed a contract stating that, you know, I was owner of Sunless Ray. Oh, my mom started doing microblading. So she got, she owned her microblading business. And then um, we owned the studio together. That was the, the contract. And that we split doing Sunless Ray spray tans 50-50. And I was paying her very very well higher commission than i would ever ever pay someone or should have ever paid someone and then i found out i was pregnant with my son gosh like a month before our lease was about to expire and i told my mom i was obviously i was like she was living with me i was like oh my gosh i'm pregnant holy shit and me and my boyfriend had been talking about moving to Texas, actually, and what that would look like. And then I got I found out I was pregnant, and that kind of jump-started it to be like, okay, well, where do we want to raise our son? Well, you know, do we, where do we want to live? We need to get a house. Like, all where we, you know, we weren't even living together at the time when I first found out I was pregnant. And so all of these things came up, and um, I told my mom, I was like, okay, well, when we moved to Texas – you know, we're going to figure out what the business looks like with me not here and you running it because I'm going to be living off of that money for a little bit until I get set up in Austin. So I need to cut some of your commission and, you know, if you want to take over and all that. I thought it would just be like a yes from her 100% because, she, you know, I know she doesn't want to go work for someone else. I just figured that was a yeah. And she said, no, I don't want to do that. Basically, fuck you. Um, I'm owner of Sunless Ray. I own the salon. You need to get out. So she just kind of went crazy, to be honest. And she started stealing equipment from me at the salon. She um, tried to. She d did steal the key to the salon off my key ring one time. And when I was on my way to a client, I had to go pee or something. And then when I came out, I saw her, like, fiddling with my keys. She told the girls at the salon that I wasn't a part of the business anymore and that I was doing drugs. I wasn't. And that I was that she they needed to sign a new lease with her. She ended up stealing money from my business account. And just made it a really hostile environment. And the only thing good about that was that our lease was up the next month. So um, I kind of just walked away and made it as normal for the girls still renting. And it was super shitty. I had to walk away from that space. And, you know, that group of girls, like it was going great. We had no issues. The only issue was my mom. And she really ruined that. Um, all the girls that are renting from us are doing great now, and they all have successful businesses, and I was just really happy for them, and I'm really glad that, you know, I, I don't know, it was just such a crazy, crazy time, and well, even talking about it is still hard for me, because to this day, my mom isn't a part of my life. She's never met Braxton. Uh, I haven't talked to her since she walked away from that. She was living with me at the time, stopped paying rent, and took off, actually, when she figured out that the landlord, I told the landlord what was going on, and the landlord wouldn't rent to her again, like re-up re the lease.
end. So when she realized she didn't have anything and she wasn't part owner of Sunless Ray, she was delusional, she just ran off with her new boyfriend, which is what she does, and she took off to San Diego. And I haven't seen her. I haven't talked to her. Nothing since. She, you know, it's still... I've forgiven her and come to terms with a lot of it through myself and a lot of work that I've done on my end. I went through counseling for it when I was pregnant with Braxton, just so I didn't bring that into that kind of relationship that I had with him and, you know, becoming a mom for this first time and dealing with a mom that was like that. It's just still a super hard topic and I don't even know. It was just a really hard time in my life. And my advice is don't get into business with family. People get weird with money. And my mom has never been a trustworthy person. I should have never trusted her enough to be part of something that meant so much to me. But it's like, how do you not help someone out that's your family when they ask and they need you and they have nothing? It's just you know, I don't even know if I regret it because my mom did bring a lot to Sunless Ray. She showed me that I should get a salon. She did, you know, I do owe her some credit for that. But, geez, it was just still a difficult time. And it's still a really sad thing that I had to go through. And a lot of my clientele knew my mom. So if I had to tell me something of what happened. So... Yeah, it was just just sucks. It still sucks that that happened. I wish we could have, you know, I wish I could have moved to Texas and trusted her with my business and kept a relationship with her and kept it going. But that's just not the way that the story happened. Uh, so I, when I left that place, I needed to get a space literally that week. I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do? And I remember Crystal, she owns Wax Off. I had seen her on social media. She had camp come in for a spray tan. And I was like, oh, this chick's so cool. So I started following her on social media. And she had like the salon in Fullerton, which is like five minutes from my house. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go rent a room from her. And I knew she had rooms available. And I was like, hey, can I rent a room from you? And she's like, yeah, whatever. And so I moved into her space super fast. Um, so I didn't I wasn't even shut down for any amount of time it was a pretty smooth transition and so I rented a room from Crystal I was paying like $200 a week and I did that for a year and my entire pregnancy with Braxton Crystal was awesome she still has the cute space in Fullerton if you ever need a waxing service she's awesome she does hard wax and so I did that. That was great. It was a good experience to rent from someone and how they run their salon. Her So when you rent, you're dealing with that person's decorations and aesthetic. Um, her style is very specific. Super cute. It just mine's more of like black, white, woods and like plants and stuff like wood uh, furniture and plants and stuff. So it was a little bit different there. So that's why I was really excited to get my own space again. I knew, like, from the beginning, I even told Crystal, like, I'm going to be looking for my own space this whole time. Just the right opportunity needs to present itself. So we looked for my own space. I didn't want to do it really while I was pregnant with Braxton. Uh, I wanted to have him because it it's going to be a lot of work. So we – I had my son in January – and we found the salon that we have now 
in fe- end of February, March. And it's actually only a few doors down from the salon I used to have. The area is just like so great and the pricing is great. So you can't really beat it. So we got that salon there. Braxton was like a month, two months old. And we had to do a build out. We built out two rooms. One's rooms for me spray tanning. And then I rent out a room still to Denise. She's awesome. She does facials, lashes. She does brow shaping and a few other things. But she's great. And we got that salon going pretty fast. And we still have that there. And we also knew a key to us. We still wanted to move to Texas. A key to us moving to Texas is I had to have a salon. I had to have a salon. The whole goal was to sell Sunless Ray and move to Texas. So a huge piece of that puzzle to selling a business is having a legit location. So that was crucial. So we got the salon. I was running the salon for a while. I was there for a few months. We didn't move to Texas until October. So from March to like four or five months, I was working and doing spray tans, trying to figure out how I was going to sell my business. I had a client of mine express interest in wanting to open up a second Sunless Ray location. And I was like, well, actually, would you be interested in taking over this location? And she was like, yeah, I would. And I was like, oh my gosh, well, let's do it. And so we got a contract. I had a lawyer drafted up. Uh, we figured out the pricing. And we were going to do one portion up front and another portion uh, the next year for tax reasons. Reasons It would just be simpler. And so she agreed. And we got that going. Gosh, this is when I start getting upset because I have to relive what happened again you know it's like you put what happened behind you and you don't you lock it in a box and you move forward and you throw away the key well when you start a podcast and you talk about everything you have to go find that key unlock that box and what it's open is just like sometimes a lot of emotion and you know so she took over my business uh she was going to spray tan. So she was going to do all those spray tans. And into training her, she said she hurt her back. So she couldn't learn, keep learning to spray tan. And I was moving. Like, I had a timeline. We were, I think Jonathan had already gotten the house. Like, we were, we were gone. And so I was like, shit, what am I going to do? I have, like, literally two to three weeks before. So we were going to stay with his mom in Palm Springs for a month before we moved to Austin because it just, we had escrow and stuff. So we did that. So I knew I wasn't going to be in Fullerton long enough to train or I needed to figure it Someone needed to spray tan right away. So we hired someone who, which is Kiki shout out to Kiki. She's awesome. The best employee I've ever had. She's great. I'm really thankful that the girl that bought into my business ended up hurting her back because we found Kiki. But yeah, so she ended up hurting her back. I should have taken this as a sign then. 
I always had my gut feeling that this wasn't the best person for the job. Uh, just we didn't click very much. Like it wasn't someone I'd hang out with, you know. She was older than me. Not that that has to do anything with it. Just we had different mindsets. And she was very, she was just more reserved. Like she was more of like the business owner than the actual spray tan artist. And um, so next, the pull point is listen to your gut. I did it. So anyway, so we hired Kiki. Kiki is doing great. Uh, my business partner never gets into spray tanning like we agreed on. She just is kind of like the investor, which is fine, but definitely not what we signed up for. I moved to Austin. We get here. I start doing mobile spray tans and get that going. This was like October. And then the next payment from my business partner is due in January. This is like the final buyout money. And the day I had messaged her a couple weeks before, hey, like, how are we going to do the money transfer, whatever? We got that figured out. She threw a Christmas party like a few days before January was over. And they were drinking, having fun. I saw it all over social media. Great time. Three days before the second payment was due. The day comes up that the money is due. Nothing from her. I messaged her. Hey, just checking on when you're going to be able to send the money. She responds, hey, I'm having my tax guy look into stuff. I'll get back to you. Um, okay, what? <laughs> you know, like we had never discussed this before. You owe someone money the day of, like, this is what you say. So I messaged her, called her. I called her right away, I think. And I was just going to be like, what the fuck's going on? You know, like, we didn't have a bad relationship. I didn't know anything. I thought everything was gr great. You know, she was just getting drunk at the salon a few days before. Uh, she ghosted me. No response, nothing. Still haven't talked to her this day. <laughs> and uh, we dealt with lawyers. Uh, I finally ended up getting in contact with her through my lawyer and her, her lawyer having a conversation. And... She wanted money back. She felt it wasn't worth her investment, uh, which she made more than half of her money back. It was just bullshit. And I'll get into why I know it's bullshit in a second. But so we signed a new contract because I was going to give her some money back. Just whatever. Like, you know, leave me the fuck alone. I wanted my number back and I wanted her to leave me alone and give me all my stuff back and get out of the business. So we agreed on that. And she was supposed to give me my keys, blank checks and stuff back within five days. She didn't do it. <laughs> you know, I was had to get my lawyer to get on her lawyer. It was just a, f a fucking nightmare. And she ended up breaking that contract as well. So we're kind of, I haven't heard from her. I don't know. COVID happened. The world ended. I don't know what's going on. But before even COVID happened, I see on social media. So. Rewind, like, right to when she joined my business. She mentioned this other spray tan company. Oh, yeah, my friend does this, or look how cute, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I was like, I can't ever find her on social media. She, like, showed me the Instagram account. I'm like, I don't know. I can't find her, whatever. Uh, and then 
I remember her bringing up this business again. And I was like, when she left my business and kind of ghosted me, it kind of got me thinking, like, hey, she brought up this other girl. It was just really weird. Like, why can't I find her on social media? So I was like, maybe I'm blocked. And I find out I'm blocked from this girl's who owns this spray tan business, like down the street from me. Blocked from her Instagram. Never even met the girl. And so I go to another account that I have and find her business and see Shelly is the new business owner. And I was just like shocked. I'm like, wow, she really left my business to go join this girl's, you know, who just started her business and said it was because my business wasn't profitable enough. It was just ridiculous. It's because she wanted to join that girl's business, which is fine, you know, but like just have the balls to tell me, you know, don't run away from it. Anyways, so that happened. So I had to figure out how to run Sunless Ray remotely with just Kiki. So I tell Kiki what's going on. She's like, holy shit. And I asked her if she can step up. She said yes. And so I gave her a raise and she kind of became the manager of Sunless Ray. We knew it was going to start getting busy or what if Kiki got sick or whatever. So we hired Sam. Sam's awesome. She's been a longtime client of Sunless Ray. It was a great fit. And so now we have Kiki and Sam that run Sunless Ray and Brea. And I run it remotely from here. Just I do all the booking, all the scheduling, the marketing, that kind of stuff. I just don't do the actual spray tanning. Uh, meanwhile, I still do mobile spray tans in Austin, Texas. It's going great. Uh, my business is slowly getting to where I want it to be. But uh, the grand old thing happened uh, great old COVID. So that happened in March. I only had been in Austin for a few months and that happened. And that's just been a whole whirlwind in itself and a whole nother podcast episode in itself. But what a, what a, what a road, what a trip it's been. Uh, COVID has taken every business through the loop. It's taken mine for the loop. You know, spray tan's not a necessity. You know, getting your hair done is more of a necessity than getting a spray tan. It's very much event-based. When no one's doing anything, people don't get spray tans. So I've been just dealing with that and trying to stay afloat. Luckily, my overhead's really low. And just keep. I've just been trying to do my best. I came out with my self-tanning mousse a few months ago. And that's kept my business afloat through all of this and I've really started diving into that and it's actually been going really great. I start, I got it on Amazon recently. I'm selling a lot online through my website. I'm working on getting it all into a box right now and shipping it to Amazon so that they can ship it for me and I don't have to do that part of it. So just doing those type of things and just getting my business to a point where you know, I don't rely just on spray tanning. I rely on product sales as well. Just another revenue stream. It's something that I should have done so long ago. It's so dumb of me not to have. But so the blessing out of COVID is now I have this new revenue stream of selling tanning mousse and there's other products I want to get into. 
Um, so just dealing with that, you know, if you're a business owner, if you're a small business, you know, want to be a business owner, COVID is something that you're going to have to think about when starting a business or maintaining your business. How is it going to affect it? You know, is it really going to be gone magically next year? I don't think so. It's just, you know, it's, it's different. Our world's different now. And we need to figure out how to be better and how to run a business during a pandemic. And, you know, masks might be around for a long time. So we need to figure that out. Currently in Austin, I am looking for a salon. It's a very slow process. It's not something I'm going to rush into. I have met my friend Amber out here. She does brows. She's awesome. So we want to get a space together. And so we're just working towards that and working on the Tanny Moose. And now this podcast. You know, this is my first episode. And I've really found a space that needs to be filled of, you know, talking about small business and not the great parts, you know, the shitty shit, the shit that you don't want to talk about. Like my road has not been a straight arrow. It's been super crazy. It's been up, down, side to side. It's been everywhere and it's been hard and it's been real and it's my story. And I want to express it and tell people you know, not what to do, but just, hey, this is what I fucked up doing. Maybe you can do this better. Or, you know, owning a business isn't always fun. You're going to have shitty, shitty people come into your life. You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. You're going to find yourself and what you want and what you deserve and what you're willing to work for. And when shit gets hard, when there's a pandemic, like, what do you do? Do you go in a closet and cry? Or do you come out with a product you sell online? I, I know so many people who've done both and both are fine. And just, you know, what do you want to do? Who do you want to be? What type of business do you want to have? Like, these are all things that you need to think about. If you want to run a business or if you are running a business, these are things that you think about. So in this podcast, I just hope I'm, you know, the raw person that you can come to and listen to and just get the actual experience. And I'm never going to say how great I am. I listen to podcasts all the time and it's about how perfect they are or how much money they have now or, you know, it's like that's not what life is. That's not reality. Maybe, you know, 30 years down the road. But I think I'll still be talking about the shitty shit then. So just bear with me. It's my first episode. Not sure how it went. But I just hope you get honesty. And I hope this helps anyone else's journey into a small business. And, you know, being who you want to be as an owner. Uh, This is my story. And stay tuned for the next episode. I'll get into more details about, you know, owning a business actual specifics of that, you know, going into a new state, city, starting a new business, how do you do that, those type of things. So subscribe to this podcast and please leave me a review if you like it um, and let me know. Thanks for tuning in.